welcome to season two, episode six of Spaceball, the Silent Network's very own baseball theme podcast. Each week, I will throw nine pitches to the internet's own Austin Space as we break down what's been going on in Major League Baseball over the past two weeks. Before we get into the show, Mr. Space, how are you doing? I'm all right. So much going on. Wanted to clue in everybody on this. First of all, so last week, I don't know if I talked to you this offline or whatever. Get this pain in the front of my neck over Memorial Day. Wake you, up. You did not share yeah. this with me, so I'm. Interested. I didn't share this with you. No, you didn't. Okay, so I wake up. You know, and I'm like, what is going on in the front of my neck? And it, it felt like I got punched right in the throat. Turns out, so you know how you like sleep funny and stuff. Turns out, I sprained a muscle in the front of my neck slash like right above my chest. And uh, I had to take muscle relaxers for like a week to get through that. It was so weird. I slept on it funny, sprained a muscle in the front of my neck. Isn't that weird? That's a very odd thing. I didn't even know that you, well, I, I guess obviously you do have muscles in your neck, but yeah. I mean, how the hell do you sleep? I don't know. I must have like, I, I was visiting my girlfriend this past uh, two weeks ago or whatever, and I didn't have my body pillow. So I must have slept weirdly and a different message. The, and it, yeah. yeah. And I woke up and I'm like, something's, I couldn't even move because it's like right in your equilibrium. So you're like walking around. And uh, so I had that. So that was really fun. And then after that, <laughs> um, so yeah, the cat's out of the bag. I am moving down to the Tampa area. So things are going to be kind of weird. I'm very excited. I'm going back. I've been in Panama City for almost two years. I'm going to go back, uh, be more in the city, be around some AL East baseball. And I'm just wanted to, now that I can publicly say it, this is the first time I can publicly say it on the show. So I'm in packing hell right now. So how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. No, you well, hurt yourself or anything or um, personally, I'm doing great sports wise. Not so well, but oh, we definitely okay. got to talk about that weekend. Don't we? Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. All, All right, right, guys. So uh, here's how the show rolls here. For those of you who are new to the podcast, the show is broken down into three segments. The first, did I get this right? Which is my opportunity to state my opinion on a particular baseball matter. And Austin will tell me if I'm right or wrong. Second segment is the main course of the show where I will, pitch nine uh i will throw well i can't speak today throw nine pitches to austin and finally our third and final segment is final thoughts which will be austin's opportunity to discuss any baseball related topics that i may have overlooked including giving us a fantasy baseball update so first segment here we go did i get this right i believe that joe madden is the most overrated manager in baseball since he began his tenure last year as the angels new manager the team has gone 53 and 65 he was 26 and 34 last year, finishing fourth in the AL West, and the team is likely to finish fourth again this season. When he was signed on, it was sold as he was the guy that was going to make the Angels a contender again. Austin, did I get this right? Uh, absolutely not. Joe Madden, uh, did you say the worst manager in baseball? Is no, I said the most overrated. Overrated. <sighs> okay, so I'll say this I have had my differences with Joe Madden. But let, let's look at this guy's career as a whole, okay? He did bring a world championship to Chicago. He did change the Rays organization. That Rays organization did not compete until Joe Madden came in there and manipulated it. He invented the shift for the most part. He was He's credited with that. Um, I don't agree with Joe Madden on a lot of things. You know, he, he's very – he does things that aren't fundamental to baseball that I don't necessarily stand with. But if you just look at his tenure with the Rays, it's good. Now, the Angels that you're talking about, 
The angels are uh, between a rock and a hard place. They're what happens when you tie yourself up in a bunch of money and you go nowhere. The angels decided to invest in Pujols way after his prime. They spent money on BJ, on what's his name? Justin Upton. They have no pitching. Then they go out and get some Japanese uh, player who is, I mean, everybody, you know, up until what, two weeks ago, he's the MVP, this and that, blah, blah, blah. But he's barely batting 260 now. I know he's, he's got the power numbers, but you got this really wild card of a player over there. The Angels' failure is not on Joe Madden at all. It, it's it's what the hands they were dealt. And I think this actually triggered back to when, because the last who, the last great manager the Angels had, Mike Sosha. Remember, everybody loved mm-hmm. Mike Sosha. Great manager. Great, one of the best managers, right? So the, the Angels, I think, got a huge... Um, what they get? They get this huge TV deal, which I think was the TV deal that the Los Angeles Dodgers missed out on years ago. Remember this? This was a long right. time ago. Yep. So what do they do with this money? They go, it's like, okay, let's go get our Pujols and get these big names and blah, 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 blah. And, and they've gone nowhere. You know, I think the last like really great, really great start of the head was Weaver and stuff like that. They, they have not competed or been a serious threat in a long time. And they have the best player on there. They have not built a team around them. Also their best players hurt right now. So there's a lot of reasons why the angels um, are losing and will continue to lose. Um, and it's really Joe Madden's just stuck between a rock and a hard place. All right. Okay. Go ahead. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I mean, I just, I, so I agree with you. It's it's hard. It's I understand it's hard to make the comment that the guy's overrated when he won or helped to manage the Chicago Cubs to win a World Series, and I get that. Mm-hmm. But like when I was looking over his uh, his his record, aside from a couple, he's had he had a couple decent seasons in Chicago, but then he also had a few that weren't that great. Um, obviously, you look at the Angels' tenure, and and it hasn't been lovely so far. Um, you look at the Rays. Yeah. He had some good seasons. He also had some not so great seasons. And I guess for me, it was just the fact that the way it was sold, it was sold as the angels are going to turn things around because they've got Joe Madden and like Joe Madden's the man. And he's going to come in and completely just, you know, um, do his funky stuff and, and kind of rev up this locker room and, and make this clubhouse into, into something more exciting. And, and they're going to win more games and, it's just been a dud. So I, I just, yeah, I guess I mean, that's kind of where I was. My thought process was going anyway. I think he's very likable. And I, I think a lot of players do like him and, you know, out of the people you want in your team to do it. Like you've seen, like, I remember the Rays used to do this every time they go on a road trip, they used to dress up and do these things and, and all that other stuff. He, he was, he's, I, I think his tenure at the Rays is the best Joe Madden had because he got to be creative. He wasn't strangleholded by anything. He got to do what he wanted to do because what do they got to lose? And right. I think without him, without him, I don't know the success of the Rays, you know, getting into it. I th- he had a lot of power because of his success and what he did um, and moving players around and seeing talent. Then um, him going to Chicago, Theo Epstein loves him, always loved him. He was actually the second choice uh, under Terry Francona before he could have been the manager of the Red Sox where, when Theo took over. Now he's on a, this Angels team where, like, how much how much does he really have control? Because if Mike Sosha didn't have much control, I don't think Mike Sosha would have said, let's go sign Pujols and do all this other stuff. 
you know, he was the one like figuring out how we're going to use K-Rod and, and, uh, you know, Howie Kendrick and like putting a team together. Mike Socha had a lot of power. Then they get this huge TV deal and then it's like gone. So like, like the Pujols example is a perfect prime example of what happened here when he's lost. Like, I don't think Joe Madden, I think that was done over Joe Madden's head. Joe Madden was going to play Pujols that night and the management said no. So to me, the problem is the decisions that Los Angeles has made over the years, they're stuck with it. They're stuck with Justin Upton, who, it's definitely well overpaid. They're stuck with Otani, who, in my opinion, is going to get hurt a lot. And in my opinion, also needs to decide if he wants to be a pitcher or a hitter. I don't think it's going to work. I don't think this is going to continue on for a long time. That's why we're in this era we are. This isn't the 20s anymore. You've, you've locked your money, which is fine, into the best player of all time, but you've done nothing else. Or not the best player of all time. Best player currently on the planet, and you've done nothing else. Who's hurt? So, and then you just offended one of the, you know, best hitters of all time. <laughs> so I'm just sitting here like, ah. I, I think anybody in that positions were sitting there with their hands tied, you know. Um, and if Joe Madden, it'd be interesting to see Joe Madden to go to a team like the Pirates, or go to a team like the Rockies, or go to a team that's, um, you know, smaller. And I, I'm curious to see what he would do there because he made the Rays. He, he, he basically took the Rays out of the basement. And since his tenure there, the Rays have been, for the most part, competing every season. So that said, I, I'd be more – I think Joe Madden thrives and becomes Joe Madden when he's on a team uh, where they just give him, say, hey, you do you. But with the Angels, like, what are you going to do? Like, if he went to go coach the, coach the Yankees, what was he going to do? He's going to sit there be like, okay. I'll put these guys in and that's it. So well, I gladly go. take anybody over Aaron Boone right now. So. Oh boy. We got a lot to There's talk that. about too, don't we? All right. So uh, let's uh, let's move on. We'll start our nine pitches here. I got to change it for you to start. This will be a yeah. little fun. All right. Over under. Okay. Jacob DeGrom will finish the season with a one Oh Oh ERA. <laughs> that's so tough. I'm going to say over, but not by, uh, I'm going to say over, you know, I, I think <laughs> two would have been the over under on that and that and I think he I think he'll be slightly over two at the end of the year. What do you think? Oh, you'll think he'll get up to two. Yeah, I think it'll be like between two and two point five, like two point two five or something like that. There's gonna be a lull somewhere in there. I mean, he's still gonna be he's the one to beat for Cy Young. So I mean, where where do you see him ending? I was up? thinking somewhere between one point five and two, to be honest. That could you. happen too. That really could. Um, but you know, it gets hotter stuff, you know, that kind of happens and pitchers go through lulls and stuff like that. I'm going to say he's going to go over to, I think he's going to be around 2.25 is what my guess is 2.2, something like that. All right. Fastball. What do you make of major league baseball's foreign substance crackdown? I've got so much. This is all the talk. This is all we're talking about, right? Over the past two weeks. Got a lot to process here. Um, so initially I was going to go at you with, okay, is Joe West being stupid with Gallegos and stuff like that? And I don't think this is a Joe West being Joe West scenario. This is, this is huge. They're saying within a week or so, this stringent new, um, baseball foreign substance thing is going to be strongly in force, much akin to stopping people like at a, like at a DY point is what they're Mm going to do. So umpires are supposed to be upholding these rules on top of just 
you know, overseeing the ball game. They're going to be looking at pitchers to see for foreign substances. Now, what do I think? I'm of the old school mind, and maybe this is whatever. I don't think it's to this point. People are comparing this to uh, the, this cheating, comparing it to performance enhancement drugs, comparing it to corking the bat, comparing it to things like that. I, I, and personally, I don't think that's a, a fair comparison. But what hap- what's happening now is people are looking at what? Spin rates, right? Are, are these are these kind? And, and, and the thing is, like, in the most recent one, Gallegos, his spin rate was totally fine. It looked like he just had rosin on his hat. Um, but then there's other ones, like Garrett Cole possibly could be part of this whole thing. To me, and this is where they used to say it, it was this gentleman's rule, okay? If one manager calls out another manager's player, be prepared for your team to call out as well. If nobody says something... Nobody does anything. That's like, it's the same rule as if you are in the, um, you know how like first base coach and third basis coach are supposed to be in that little box. Well, they're never in that box. No. The only reason they're ever going to be in that box is if another manager says, Hey, get the box. Then everybody has to play by the rules because nobody cares. Now to me, as long as you're not ridiculous, obvious, and you're not using anything that's so crazy. Like in my opinion, I'd say tons of pitchers use pine tar. Okay, they just hide it a little on their belt. They're using it just to get a little grip so they're not too wild. That's usually what it is. But if we're talking like we're going to have Vaseline so we can spit it, we're going to use spit, we're going to use all these weird foreign substance things, that's a whole separate issue. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see whether I like it or not. This is what's going down in baseball. Um, and people really feel like that this is contributing to uh, the low – batting now in baseball yeah. i don't know man i think it's it's it's, it's gonna be very difficult to enforce it's gonna be very weird it's gonna be very like okay why is this guy getting away with stuff but why not this guy it's gonna be a lot of growing pains i don't know what the end goal is honestly what do you think well that's my question is what is the end goal because they're there that hasn't really been outlined uh at all and I agree with you, though, about the the gentleman's rules and and everything else. I, like you say, the the form, the the really weird stuff, like the Vaseline and all that other crap. Yeah, that's that's stuff that I think that should be frowned upon. Yeah, but baby a, oil. Yeah, we yeah, can't. But a little pine tar here and there. I'm, I'm, I mean, that shit's been going on for years and years and years and years and years. Yeah, it's it's not. That is not affecting spin rate. Like it it, it it's just not. Um, but I. I do think it's I, – I think Major League Baseball is desperate, though, to start getting – I mean, they realize the pitchers do have an advantage, obviously. obviously. We've talked about it before on this podcast. Yeah. And I think Manfred is is concerned about that, and they, they're they looking at, um, you know, this as being the culprit to it. Now, I don't necessarily know if that's the case, though. It may not be the culprit. I mean, they, they could be stringent about it all the whole rest of the season, they could crack down on this stuff and people may still not be hitting the balls. It, it, it just, it could be the fact that they do need to move the pitcher's mound back. Maybe that it, maybe that's the key. I mean, well, obviously then, we don't know. Let's also pause too. number of shifts that people have now, special defenses. Like there's lots right. of things that are contributing to um, the batting lull this year. Also, we're coming off of a weird season. So how mm-hmm. much of off season and how much, you know, was going on. And then there's players that are fine. Right. You know, yep. like Altuve is having a great year. Okay. 
<laughs> so I'm sorry, but go ahead. Like, yeah, I was saying, like, what is the end goal? Like, what, do you, what what's okay? What's not okay? And who are you gonna? Who are you tackling? And why not this other person tackling? Yeah, you know? no, I mean, like, those parameters need to be defined. It, yeah. Otherwise, it's going to look like you know favoritism. You're you're only going to go after a certain number of players. You're not going to go after others. Like, they 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 really need to. Um, Major League Baseball really does need to have some sort of structure that they're going to be following. It's going to be random, this. apparently. Random, which by the way means very random if it's all of a sudden Trevor Bauer. You can like <laughs> Trevor Bauer, you can hate <laughs> Trevor Bauer, but let's be real. Does Major League Baseball, like, yeah, are no, him it, and Trevor Bauer friends? I don't know. I don't think so. Right. You know? Yeah, no. So, I don't know. I, I just, like I said, I was just wondering what, what your thoughts were on that. So, but obviously, we'll, we'll be covering this as it, as it moves forward. Well, the funny thing is, is while I disagree, I, I honestly disagree with this. I think this is like way too much, um, but it's not going to matter because this is what they're going to do. Um, now, my other thing here, and this is this is the stuff that I don't understand. Do you believe that this is comparable to performance enhancing drugs and all that other stuff? Like, I, I don't. I think that's ridiculous in my opinion. No, that's a stretch that that's you're you're reaching at that point. It's not the same thing. It's just not. the same I don't thing. think so. It's you not know? the same thing because you, somebody, I don't know, uh, different pitchers have different skill ability. So like a fastball from Pedro Martinez is not going to be, you, let's say Pedro Martinez used pine tar. Greg Maddox used I'm pine sure tar. I'm sure but a did. fastball from Pedro Martinez is not the same thing as a fastball from Greg Maddox. They just didn't have the same type of velocity. Mm-hmm. Whereas somebody's using, Pedro Martinez is using steroids. Greg Maddox is using steroids. Well, now you're kind of, you're changing the playing field. Yeah. You're also, you're, you're, you're cover quicker. There's, right. There's other things like yep. that, but, but they're yeah. Cause they're saying, Oh, okay. Maybe six years down the line, there's going to be a lot of players angry because their spin rate was whatever, but that, that doesn't make any sense because first of all, you're playing with this and I guarantee every single team has pitchers on there that use a quote unquote under the loose term foreign substances, loose term, by the way, guarantee it, everybody. So now we're going to call each other out. And what does that mean for this person's career? All because somebody wants to use a little pine tar or whatever. I I don't know. I don't know. Just, you know, and we're really going to think like maybe Garrett Cole, whatever it is, I know what, but it's like what this entire career he's been like, it doesn't make sense, you know? No, no, not at all. But we'll see. I I, I don't know. I, th- I think this is it, – it just seems like baseball gets so reactionary so quick on so many different things that they don't look at everything in the, in, in the interim. Like I am still opposed to um, instant replay. I think it's stupid. I think it wastes time in the game. That's another thing that's going to add. We're going to have a bunch of umpires – sit there and spend a bunch of time seeing if somebody used too much rosin one day, like these games are going to be forever on top of instant replay. And it's like, I don't know, man, it's weird. It's really weird. So there's a lot to unpack. So I, you know, what the, we'll keep a close eye on it and I'm sure we'll talk about it some more as we, uh, as we move forward this season. So curveball, have we been sleeping on the San Francisco giants? They're pitching. You see, Yep. Hold on. Their pitching has been tremendous. It's fourth. They're fourth in ERA, fifth in whip, third in quality starts, and their batting lineup has been extremely strong. They're sixth in runs, sixth in OBP, and seventh in slugging percentage. With that being said, Mm -hmm. second part of the question. Oh, boy. Do you think they can outlast the Dodgers 
and Padres to win the NL West. This was almost my question for you. And it was actually one of two. So I'll hold back because I want to talk about this. Um, Because I do have a second question for you that that I can throw back. Um, But definitely partake in for me. I don't think the Giants hang with the Padres or the Dodgers. I think they're way better teams for sure. Okay. Number two, Evan Longoria is hurt. Evan Longoria right now is batting or was batting 280. It's pretty good. It's nine homers, 30 RBIs. It's pretty good. Now, what, what, what I am seeing is, which appears to be front runner for the all-star game is Buster Posey having a phenomenal year. Just phenomenal. Yeah, he's I don't like know how a, resurgence. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really great to see. And I want to go back to their pitching a little bit. Their pitching's interesting because these are just dudes. They're like these veterans, you know? Kevin Gosman, he's becoming a vet. He's like the young guy. Okay. Uh, he was actually like a trade rumor last year. I mean, Discal- he's been, he's been phenomenal. Yeah. He's the dude, but on top of that, yeah. you got D Scalfini who's, who's been okay. I think he's pitched for the reds and stuff like that. He's been pretty decent. Um, Alex Wood, you've know Alex Wood. He's pitched for many teams. He's a veteran. He's been on many, te- he can pitch. And we know Johnny Cueto, like Johnny Cueto used to be like one of the top dogs in the league for a long time. So it's not like, Oh, okay, he sucks and he's gonna have you know, whatever. I mean, he's faded in, in years past. Um, I think it comes down to a few things, and unfortunately, it, one of them is their health. And if Longoria is gone, I think that really shakes up that lineup immensely because I don't think just just by virtue of being a catcher, I don't think Buster Posey's gonna continue to bat 333 for the remainder of the year, especially second half. I think he's going to tail off. I think he's going to have a great year and he's going to be, uh, he's going to probably start the all-star game as he should and all that boy to expect a catcher to be now the best hitter on your team. That's kind of, that's, that's a tough expectation. So can they make the playoffs? Um, well, let me take a look at the standings for a second. <sighs> if the analyst wasn't so bad, then I would say no, but I, I think they, they, the NLE, if the, the NLEs being that bad, they have an avenue to make the playoffs. Um, it would have to be a three team deal because I don't see any way the Dodgers and Padres don't make the playoffs this season. You know, that's my take on it. What do you think? I, I mean, I don't know. So I'm looking at their schedule right now. I'm looking at the because they're the, okay. the last thing I read, Longoria is going to be out four or six weeks. Yeah, he's out for a so, while. Yeah, so he'll be out until after the All Star break. So. They have two games against Texas coming up, which they could win. Those yeah, they're games. bums. Okay. Then, then they play a four-game series against the Nationals. They're probably going to split that at worst. Right. They'll probably win that. And then they have a four-game series against the Diamondbacks. They, which they could sweep okay. that. Yeah. And then they have a three-game series against the Phillies, and then a two-game series against the Angels. So that brings us to that's a very favorable schedule. You're right. Yeah. That brings us to June 23rd. So, okay, so over the, the course of the next couple of weeks, I mean, they could, you know, they could win double digits easy. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So, I mean, like point. just, just in the short term. So that's, that's about, you know, a, a quarter of the way through Longoria being uh-huh. out. Mm-hmm. And then it gets a little more difficult for them. They play your favorite team, Oakland for a while. Uh, and they've got a yep. couple games against the Dodgers. That's Okay. And but then it drops right back down again. Then they they play another four game series against the the Diamondbacks, and then you've got a three game series against the Cardinals, which would be tough. Yeah. And then bringing you up to July 11th, they have another three game series against the Nationals. So, 
Hmm. They've, I mean, they, they really do have a pretty damn favorable schedule mm-hmm. leading into, you know, the middle of July. So I, I think they have a shot. Do I, mm-hmm. do I think that they're, I don't think they're a better team necessarily than the Dodgers or the Padres. I think if we just went roster by roster, I still think the Dodgers and the Padres are the creme de la creme, but I, I think given their schedule, you know, the, they, they have a really damn good chance of, you know, cause they could, you know, let's say they, they split the series against the Dodgers and, you know, and they, they have another series against the Dodgers later on. They split that one. You know what I mean? So, I mean, like there's a lot of opportunity here for, for the giants to keep surprising people and keep winning. And if they can, if they can play really well without, with, I assume not Posey without Longoria, that's going to say a lot about them. That is true. That's a huge hurt though. I mean, that's a huge hurt to an oh, absolutely. that you need because now you're relying on like Crawford and uh, there's another guy hitting. Okay. Steve Duggar over here. I don't know much about him. Brandon bell needs to come through. I mean, he's always been like a Mike. Yeah. It's just a very mediocre offense at best, but you're right. I mean, it's really in their hands. Like they can probably, they can ride this, um, this injury. They can ride this injury. Um, man, that's going to be tough. Somebody's going to, hmm, that's going to be really tough. It's just the Padres and Dodgers. It's just too good, man. They're just too good. It's just, there's, it's like, it's like one of those situations. If there were, if they were like in the, in the NL East or something like they'd be like cruising, but you make a good point there. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. I'm just wondering, is this pitching going to continue um, are they going to do something at a deadline? I mean, that's going to come into the mix too. But that's a really good point about the schedule. I'll give you that for sure. Absolutely. Change up. Who's the best team in baseball right now? Oh boy. Best team in baseball right now. Hmm. Well, it's by virtue of looking at it here. I mean, I guess by virtue of like statistics, it's what the Rays, right? But it, to me, the best team in baseball is the White Sox. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? I mean, I was going to go with the Rays, to be honest with you, um, just because they've been they've been killing it lately. Um, Crazy. It's like they just win a ton in a row, lose one, then win a win a ton in a row. Yeah. No, I think I think my money would be on the Rays, but I, you're not. I almost like. I can easily say you're not wrong picking the White Sox either, though. I mean, the White yeah. Sox have been tremendous. Mm-hmm. The other teams, the, the Giants, weirdly enough, but but I, I just got to go with the the White Sox right now. I think they're the team to beat. They got everything going, cool. despite the the little charade we had a few weeks ago. And congrats to Larusa, number two in wins of all time for managers. Yeah, no, that that is true. Spitball. Oh boy, what is your favorite sports video game of all time? Sports video game of all time. Oh, this is going to surprise some people. I, I think oh, this is tough. There's two. There's two. All right. We played them you, both. What are the two? Uh, it's in, it's they're not baseball related, so it's either NBA Street Ooh. or Hot Shots Golf. Those are really good. Oh man, NBA Street. That takes me back. Oh, it's man. so good. I'm probably going to go with Hot Shots Golf. It's it's really just it's a really good series. NBA Street's really fun. <laughs> NBA Street. Oh, man, I loved that game for a long time. Oh, man. That yeah. was a good time. Yeah. That was a good time. I don't what know if you... I ever played Hot Shots Golf, to be honest with you. 
Really? Being a place they're, they're so good. They're so it's it's basically Mario Golf, but like different. No, oh, okay. No, I always played like the Tiger Woods golf. I, I don't think I ever played, you ever hot, played shots. hot shots golf with me. I don't think so. It's man. it's just timing based. It's like bop, 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 and then you hit the ball and then you gotta line stuff up and it's goofy characters. Uh John Daly one time guest starred in Hot Shots Golf Three, which was always great. <laughs> yeah. He's just sitting there like because if they get like birdies or eagles, they make comments and stuff like that. So he would say stuff like he get an ego would be like sweeter than mama's chocolate gravy. <laughs> <laughs> or when he would get a, he'd get a par, he'd go, pars are boring. And then <laughs> like they, they had all these like catchphrases. Um, and hot shots golf probably would be like a little racist now or something like that. They got a lot of like, uh, <laughs> wasn't re- it wasn't very politically correct. They're definitely not, but they're all cartoon characters. You know, you got right. I, I can't do voices, but I would do voices for you. <laughs> what do you think? Where are you in the mix? Here? So you like? You're oh man! About- I mean, you said NBA Street. That it's so might good. that. Oh, it's man. so good. We played a ton of that. That might take it, man. It's I, so good. The other one too. I, I don't know if this counts as Tony Hawk. Oh, Tony Hawk! Yeah, you know, man, Tony Hawk wins. Yeah, Tony Hawk wins for me. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, Tony Hawk was just so much fun. Yeah, so much fun. Yeah. It's good. It's good stuff. Other fun shout out to shout out. I'll do the baseball one. Shout out, shout out to the original backyard or, or the backyard baseball games that we used to play. Remember those? Oh, that's good stuff too, man. Those are so fun. Oh, you know, nostalgia. Yeah. I kind of stared away from a lot of the Sims. I like kind of more of the cartoon. You know what I got to check out? You ever play the bigs? No. You know what I'm talking about though? I know the game. I, I've never. Yeah. It was like baseball, but like everybody's like whatever, you know, just like hitting homers. Um, then there was Blitz. The, I even played this, but there was Blitz the League where they encourage you to take steroids and use cortisone shots to like rough up and break bones on the other team. It's just completely it's like XFL on crack stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, good. Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk's great. There's rumors of new Tony Hawk's coming out. That's so. that's pretty awesome. Fastball yeah. is Tatis Jr. The best player in baseball. If not, who is? Best play. I mean, the best player in baseball is still Mike Trout. Um, I should say, like actively playing because Trout's okay. out right now. So let's take a look here at the uh, career. Um, I want to take a look at uh, MVP candidates here. Uh, candidates MLB 2021. The best active ones right now. Ooh, ooh. Let's see here. Ronald Acuna, I still like a lot. And then weirdly enough, DeGrom is like might be one of the best um, we've seen. If it's not Tatis, it's going to be Acuna. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then DeGrom is that good. DeGrom DeGrom is going to be in the discussion for Cy Young. That's how good he is. Like, I I know that's not a PC, but but he's, it's ridiculous. You mean MVP? Yeah, MVP. Did I say Cy Young? MVP. Yeah, you said Cy Young. Yeah. I was going to say he's going to win. I, I think he's going to win Cy Young. Um, yeah, unless all of his spin rate goes down or something. I don't know. <laughs> all right, man. We got three left. All right. Three left. Mm-hmm. Curveball. What moves do you believe the Yankees need to make at the trade deadline? After getting swept by the Sox this weekend and going two and five over their last seven games, they're now 27th in the league in runs per game ahead of only the Mets, the Tigers, and the Pirates. A-Rod made a good point Sunday night about how the Yankees have always had a strong presence of left-handed power hitters dating back to 
Ruth and Gehrig. And the lineup Sunday night had eight right-handed hitters with Brett Gardner being the only left-handed batter. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to throw this back to you. Cause this was my, this was virtually my question for you. I'll say one thing. I, it, so I was watching the better of it. Okay. Uh, on Friday night, my tweets were not working. Cause I was going to text you. I was going to email, uh, tweet you and say, Hey, flip over to Boston. So you can get some real commentary with Eck and Remy. Okay. <laughs> I did say this though, cause they were critical of the Yankees a little bit and Remy and Eck were basically, I forget who said it, but they said, you know, how you build a team in New York, you get a bunch of left-handed hitters to hit for that short porch, and you get left-handed pitching to force your opponent to hit right-handed. That's what they said. The Yankees don't have really any of that. So <laughs> what do we do now? This is like reminds me of an angel scenario here. What is the path of the Yankees going forward? Uh, I want to hear what you have to say. Dude, man, I don't know what the hell the path is for the Yankees. This is absurd. We were not supposed to have a piss-poor lineup. We were supposed to be concerned about our, our pitching. And that was what I was railing against the entire season, or the preseason, rather, was talking about how desperate I was for the Yankees to actually go and make some sort of move and get get another pitcher. Now I'm sitting back and I'm trying to figure out, all right, well, which players are we going to get rid of which I mean, I mean, we have plenty of outfielders, so we can start there and, and work our way down the roster. But you know, and and who are we going to get? Like, who's who's worth it? And that's that's my concern too. Is I don't know. I, I'm going to have to do more of a deep dive into figuring out who I would even want. Uh, but uh, clearly, we do need a left-handed bat, at least one, if not two. Uh, and and the other thing too, which blows my mind, is we can't even really blame injuries because. No whilst both Stan and judge have been like injured, so to speak, they've all been short stints, nothing major, nothing season ending. So this whole season has just been an absolute nightmare because it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. So I'm looking at this. I just looked at the top, whatever. And I think the only thing the Yankees could do anything about, which is also a ton of money it's these two where I just lost them. Where are they? Oh, I lost them again. Where'd they go? It was, um, here's what they're looking at. It'd have to be like Starling Marte and like Corey Dickerson right now, as far as like trade left-handed hitters. Starling Marte, also known for having some whatever. Corey Dickerson's the other one, and he is batting. Is he even doing anything this year? He's batting like 266. I mean, I don't know what. It's it's a very right-handed looking uh, trade deadline. So, like, they're not going to go get, like, and if we're not doing pitching, that that's who I'm seeing here. That's who I'm seeing. Right. And, which is again, which is just crazy. Like I, yeah. I never would have thought, you know, come this point of the season, I'd be sitting here freaking out about the fact that we don't have bats. That mm-hmm. that that literally was the last thing that was even coming to mind. Mm-hmm. And they were like one of the without without respect, one of the worst offenses in baseball for sure. Like they're at pirates level offenses. Now, granted, I think 
Judge is having a, a great year. He really is. Like we, we got to give the credit where credit is due. He's 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 one of. My, I, I'm looking at All Star picks and stuff like that. I'm looking at Judge to probably start the All Star game this year. But beyond that, you got DJ LeMayhew, who's a bum. Giant Carlos Stanton streaking all over the place. And, and Frazier's no, terrible. You know, um, and it, it, it. I was listening to a baseball podcast recently, and they're like, "This is the most all or nothing team." And it's like, if these guys, if they're not swinging, they're easy outs, you know, Glaber yeah, Torres and all these dudes, it's just, they're easy outs. There's and a, there was a guy in WFAM, sorry to yeah. cut you off. There's a guy in no, WFAM that made the comment, just to piggyback off of what you were saying, who made the comment that when the Yankees go on a roll, I mean, they look like they can't sure. lose. They, mm-hmm. they look like gangbusters, but when they lose, it looks like their season's over. Like yeah. they just, they can't get out of their own way. They're, it's just, it's. Now, I mean, I know, I know as a Red Sox fan, you guys are sitting back and, and there, there, I know there are plenty of people listening right now who are Red Sox fans that are sitting back with their arms up, enjoying this. I just, it, it's just, this is baffling to me how this season has, has gone because this is the complete opposite, both by the way the Yankees are performing and by the way the Red Sox are performing because I don't know of anybody truly anybody who picked the the red sox to be as good as they are i almost i it bugs me i almost did i almost had them as a wild card team i picked them third i did pick them third you know because i did like the yankees over and the yankee this is a four-man race man toronto's still in it and toronto's got i mean let's talk about real offensive lineups that that's the best offensive lineup um in the al east by a mile oh it's not close and only probably second to Chicago with anything in the American league, you know, let's be real, but it's just, it's one of those things where you look at the Red Sox and the Red Sox can beat you in different ways. Like Marlon Gonzalez is hitting home runs. Okay. We're not sitting here, you know, waiting for JD Martinez to come out here and crank a bunch of homers. The the team is not reliant on that for Dugo comes out there and plays and, and plays situational baseball, you know, uh, Xander Bogarts, who's probably going to start the all-star game along with Raffi Devers are so most, nobody talks about him, but they're probably the, they're, they're going to be starting in the uh, left side of the infield because they're, I think the best, I really do. Like, I, I really don't see anybody being better than them in their categories. Um, and it's weird. You have JD Martinez and Devers competing back and forth for who has the most home runs in the American league. And then meanwhile, the pitching, they've really babied, but they're, that, that's why they're lasting so long. The, the Yankees are so reliant on this home run, you know, yeah. and if you don't hit the home run, you lose. And what are they, what are they, they're averaging like three runs a game. Yeah. Not good enough when you have Stanton, LeMahieu and a uh, judge on your team. No, you know? not at all. It, it, you got to manufacture runs in different ways. You know, the Red Sox don't have to hit home runs to beat you. It's nice. You know, they don't. So I just, yeah, it's going to be, mm, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to have to do something because I, I, the Red Sox are here to stay. Toronto's not going away. And, you know, it came around there and I told you these Rays, man. Yeah, I, mean, I was wrong about them. No, they're, they they're, they're dangerous. And uh, yeah, no, I was hoping you had an answer because I didn't have an answer for the Yankees. So I was hoping you knew something. Uh, but it's just no I know it's not a it's just not looking good for them 
by the trade deadline. If I had to pick and I just went here, it would have to be somebody like Corey Dickerson. But I don't think that's going to be like enough to turn them around or something like that. It no. also depends on like, is are the Cubs going to continue to play? What are they going to do? They're, do, they're doing really well right now. So right. it's going to be really close. You can have these borderline teams like them. Are the Giants going to be? I, I think they actually Giants will hang around, but are they going to trade everybody? Probably not. If they're, if they're in it, why not? So the, the field becomes less and less. But like the Marlins, I don't think are going to compete this year. So that would be a likely target. You know, but they need to do something, and they also got to figure out what they're doing with Kluber because Kluber's done now, or or going to be done for a while. So, who's going to fill that in? You're going to rely on Tylon and 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 then the 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 worst case scenario is Garrett Cole all of a sudden magically. Su- I don't think this is going to happen, but magically sucks now because you know you can't have too much rosin on your fingertips. So I don't know. It, it's it's going to be. The Yankees are in a position, they, they, they need to build a team, not a home run hitting streaky few weeks of amazingness. That's not a team. Right. No. And that's, that's the penalty the Yankees are playing. The Rays are on much less budget, don't hit home runs, and they're winning. So, Knuckleball. Fernando Tatis has the most homers in the first 40 games of a season for any player age 22 or younger. Wow. Since at least 1901. Wow. Most Who home runs. What's that? Most home runs. Is that what you said? Yeah. So he is the most home. He is he is the most homers in the first 40 games of a season for any player age 22 or younger oh, since geez. at least 1901. Who wow. is next on this list? All right. Who do you got for me? Mike Trout. Okay. Bryce Harper. Alex Rodriguez. Wow. So most home runs. So what's the uh, criteria again? All right. So Tatis is the most homers in the first 40 games of a season for any player age 22 or younger since at okay. least 1901. Who is okay. next on the list? This is like a really small time frame. They're all very good players. Um, hmm. Man. I'm going to go with. Ah, this is really tough. Um, I'm going to go with A-Rod. It is Bryce Harper. I almost went with Harper. Darn it. So ah. uh, Bryce Harper hit 15 home runs back in 2015 through the first 40 games of the season. Okay. A-Rod's had some great first starts, though, man. He's uh... He did. No, that was, that was why I picked. I mean, uh, Trout, I just put Trout up there because it's Trout. So I was like, yeah. well, I can put him up there. And then obviously I had already had Harper because he was the answer. And then I sat back and I went, okay, who's the other guy I can throw up there? And I was like, oh, you yeah, got A-Rod. Me. There you go. I remember one time I had A-Rod on my fantasy team. This was the year he was hurt for like the first month and a half for the Yankees. So I picked him third and I knew he was hurt. Mm-hmm. As soon as he came back, remember that he went on that tear and it like 10 home runs in like a month. It was ridiculous. And I was like, <laughs> you know, cause I was sitting back and like, I, all I had to do was wait a few weeks. And I just had this player that everybody slept on. And he was a right at the time was a, a first round pick. You would pick all the time. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. So I waited to the third round. I'm like, okay, I'll go with a run. And I'm like sitting back and I'm like, all right, here we go. So, all right. Good. All one. Right, that was a good one. Thank you. Last question. All right. Right now, yeah, is a changeup. Who is your pick to win the AL East? The Rays. Okay. I'm going to pick the Rays. I'm going to stick with the Rays. 
Okay. Uh, what do you got? What do you think? I actually have you guys. I have the Red Sox. Red Sox, yeah. Okay. I do. You know, they make a point because the Rays don't. That, that might be the other one because the the Red Sox probably have more of, of, of a chance to do something at the deadline. The one thing I criticize the Rays for is they never do anything at the deadline, like ever, right. historically. And that just ticks me off. Like, do something. Um, I just feel like with all the respect, I feel like the Red Sox, it's like, uh, they're like, if one thing goes wrong, if somebody gets hurt, I know, man, but nothing has gone wrong yet. I know. And I know you keep, you feel that way. You keep, you, you've said this at almost every podcast, but like yeah. nothing's happened yet. And they just keep <laughs> yeah, rolling. Yeah. So, I mean, but there, it's just impossible. Like, it's like, what is, is like, what if Xander Bogarts get hurt, get hit in the hand? tomorrow night or something and then what is that you know so no that's fair um, i just i I don't know man i love the way you guys are playing i i think you you're the best team in the al east and i think you guys are gonna end up winning it when it's all said and done that's crazy if that happens um all right yeah man yeah man i'm I'm still going with the race though all right fair enough all right let's roll into the third segment final thoughts this is austin's opportunity to discuss any topic that i may have missed and of course fantasy baseball update Okay, so let's first do the fantasy baseball update. So I think I virtually tied the week before, and then I crushed it last week. So I'm still in third, still keeping that pace. I'm gonna like I'm doing well. Now I will say this: I texted you guys in the group here. Somebody offered me a trade, which is tough because I'm in a public lead. They offered me Adolis Garcia, who, if he wasn't playing on Texas, he's he's gonna win rookie of the year probably or be a huge rookie of the year candidate slash MVP candidate. Traded me for Sandy Alcantara. Um, and Sandy Alcantara is having a good year, but I felt that was such a good trade. And I took it because Adolis Garcia right now ranked is ranked the 20th best player in baseball. Mm-hmm. And Alcantara is like in the 120s or something like that. So I got a pretty good deal there. And I needed some outfield because all I had, well, I have Mitch Haniger who's having a solid year. Um, but other players are coming into it, man. Like, how about my pick with Marcus Simeon, man? Amen. Hmm. Mm. You know, there you go. You know, it's it, that that's bona fide. Then you have Zach Wheeler, Urias. Oh, I did pick up uh, Shane McClanahan of Tampa Bay, who is they're saying he's glass now 2.0. So they're babying him a little bit, but that's a guy to watch over there. Um, and it looks like Liam Hendricks has really come into his own in Chicago. I think he got some jitters there. So I'm doing well. I'm hanging in there well. Things are okay. And uh, I got a really good player for giving up Alcantara. I like Alcantara, but, you know, I, I still kept uh, – the one I really wanted to kept was uh, Trevor Rogers of Miami, who has been bona fide. So let me go to – okay, here. So I want to throw this at you. This is the only thing I really have at you here. Um, so last week – and we've been going back and forth on this, especially privately, um, our pal Richo – um, hates uh, Gene Segura, the most underrated player in baseball here. <laughs> but I will make a point for you, sir, because you are you are absolutely correct. And this guy's going to the All-Star game because I looked a little further into it. Along with Nick, his teammate, Nick Castellanos, we definitely got a shout out Jesse Winker here, man. You you are absolutely right here. It's just, but it's just, it's, it's just such a small sample size mm-hmm. that I couldn't do that to him. Um. But will he, if he continues and unless something crazy happens, 
he's absolutely getting my vote for all-star stuff. And, and you know what? I will assign homework. Let's do this for next week because it's the last time we can vote. Okay. Get our votes in for the all-star game and then okay. write them down. Okay. So let's take a look at Winker here. He is banning 350, yep. 17 home runs and 37 RBIs. He leads the league in homers right now. That's, uh, that's incredible for a team that stinks. That's not in it. Dang, Him and he's, Castellanos. He's mm. second in batting average, which is incredible. Yeah. If, if, if he wasn't on Cincinnati, nobody would care. <laughs> so I will give you that. And a lot of people are actually saying he's one of the most underrated players. And that's probably because he's on the Reds. So, you know, and the Reds are, Reds are such a dice rolling team. Who knows what they could provide. So what do you got? Anything else? Nah, man, you love Gene Segura? worst ever <laughs> <laughs> i just love listening to rich bitch about it so yeah i gotta look into his stats on that um the other interesting thing is they brought up because you've brought this up to me before did you see the stat where they brought up mookie betts's comparative to alex verdugo no. since the trade let me pull this up for you um alex verdugo i have a feeling if you're bringing it up you must be feeling quite good about it um <laughs> yeah let me let me see here. Yeah, Alex Verdugo, Mookie Betts, and there's this image. Um, I gotta find it. There was a stat, but it uh, comments on comparisons to Mookie. It, I gotta find this. But basically, Alex Verdugo has a higher batting average than them. R- virtually, the the runs scored are the same. Um, so it, it they pointed it up over the weekend recently. I think Fox did. And it was just like, huh? Okay. Is it so far? Is it this season, or they're they're just saying ever since the trade happened? Ever since the trade deadline, or Damn. ever since the trade happened, his wow. his Alex Verdugo's batting average is higher, and the run score. I don't think the power numbers are there. They they took that off, you know. But they, they tried to make the comparison interesting. You know, obviously, I don't I don't think Verdugo is going to have the power numbers that Mookie Betts has, but. As far no, as but I, I mean, Verdugo definitely deserves some damn respect, though. I mean, he he's, been, he's been tremendous for you guys. Did you watch him with the mic on on Saturday? I he did the, not. He had the hot mic on, and he's like positively interacting with Yankee fans and giving them like fist bumps and talking. I mean, like, and he's like running around. Oh no, I'm gonna be like he is like so entertaining. I love this guy. Love this guy. So much fun to watch, and he's just very good com- competitive player. And they say like hits the ball the other way when he's supposed to. Doesn't sit there and get too home run happy. He chokes up the bat. You know what's that? He chokes up the bat. When do you see that happen? This guy cares. This guy wants to win, wants to compete, and it's just really fun to see. And he's not up there screwing things up. Or he's out there putting in solid at bats. And he just gets a little overlooked because, oh, I was the guy for Mookie Betts. I'm like, you know, I said it when he came over here. I did say it. It's like, this guy's going to be okay. You know, I really did. And he, he's basically filled the slot of Andrew Benatendi, and I think he's better than him. So. All right. Well, then we're just going to end it right here. So that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Spaceball Podcast brought to you by the Sideline Network. As always, thank you so much for tuning and listening. We greatly appreciate it. Please be sure to check us out on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review. And while you're there, we've got plenty of other podcasts for you from the network, including Church with Dan, Richo's Rant, The Valley Sports Talk Pod, and Richo and Lala. That is it. That's all we have for you this week. Be well, stay safe. Talk to you all again in two weeks. (laughs) 